Namaste, Namaskaram, Vanakam, Namo Namaha, Jaganesh. Visit our website at classicalyoga.org. Mindful of what? Taking advantage of the Hindus and the Buddhists. Unfortunately, the Asat Yoga movement is deeply embedded. And the newest fad is the mindfulness movement, which is actually taken from the Buddhist tradition of Vipassana. The elitist mindset is really the hallmark of the young soul. This is the impetus behind colonialism, behind racism, sexism, religious bigotry. Individuals and groups simply feel entitled to take from the, quote, others, unquote. Of course, a compassionate person who does the least bit of research will uncover the facts that real yoga is all about the Hindu dharma. And Buddhism is, of course, a sect, if you will, or a cult, devotion to the Buddha, closely linked to Hinduism. Remember, the Buddha was born and died a Hindu. And records reveal that he actually did not want a new religion to arise in his name. So we have many types of Buddhists. We have many Buddhists who feel very close to their Hindu brothers and sisters, and others are more extreme in their denunciation of the Hindu dharma. Whatever the case, we have elitist individuals who obviously, on one hand, are enamored by much of the Hindu and the Buddhist traditions, that basically anyone can become a quote-unquote expert in or certified, which means an authority, in just a few weeks of training. How insulting to dedicated Hindus and Buddhists who are fully committed to their religions, to their dharmas, and they spend decades and decades in service and study before they ever even attempt to teach. You can visit our other podcast for what is yoga, but essentially yoga is a Sanskrit Hindu word, meaning you, Jatman Brahmancha, to yoke to one's soul and soul source, and the various real yogas are the means by which Hindus achieve this soul realization. Karma yoga, for example, bhakti yoga, raja yoga, jnana yoga, hatha yoga, to name a few. And just as most everything else in life, there is a progressive step-by-step procedure in this study. Anyone who is claiming to be a so-called yoga teacher and they are not a Hindu should be avoided at all costs. And those who purport to be meditation teachers and they're not teaching within a specific religion, though they're actually taking, if you will, traditions that come from an already established religious tradition, chiefly Hinduism and Buddhism, Be very wary of such individuals. When it comes to meditation, meditation, remember, is an English word and simply means to concentrate and to think, something obviously much needed. However, the implication is to concentrate on one's inner essence or their spirit, for example. However, 
meditation with this understanding, and actually contemplation is the better English word, it would be Raja Yoga in the Hindu Yoga Dharma, is actually not taught. It's actually the outcome of everything that has gone before. Raja Yoga meditation is often likened to the flowers of a tree. And sadly, there are imitation and fake flowers, but the flower is the result of everything that has gone before. So meditation is actually the outcome of living the Hindu or Buddhist religious spiritual lifestyle. Why is this so? Well, let's look at the foundation of meditation or Raja Yoga. Now, can we agree that in the meditative state, there is an attempt to have a unified mind. Well, in order to do that, one must first and foremost be striving to live an ethical life. This is karma yoga. For living an ethical life naturally calms the mind. And the meditation state is a unified or oneness of mind, if you will. Can we agree that meditation is also a state of expanded or heightened awareness? Ethics, karma yoga, is the foundation because this safely expands one's awareness. Being ethical and selfless service, serving others, safely expands our awareness as we think more of others than our own self. If we agree that meditation is also a state of egolessness or a controlled ego, living a life of ethics and selfless service or karma yoga gently softens the ego. Ethics are the foundation of all religions and in Hinduism and its sister or brother religion, Buddhism, karma yoga is an essential foundation. All religions also incorporate devotions, which we call bhakti yoga. And in the meditative state, there is a concentration on, quote, things spiritual, unquote. And devotion is about spiritually directing the emotions. In the meditative state, one may experience spiritual visions. And devotion, or bhakti yoga, is about spiritual symbolism. In the meditative state, one enters perhaps into the spirit worlds, the inner realms. Devotion is about that. The Hindu puja, religious services in Buddhism, are entrance into the spirit realms. Now in the Hindu yoga dharma, we also have hatha yoga, which are Hindu devotional postures. And it is important to strengthen the body for in the meditative state, one will want to sit for extended periods of time, and this hatha yoga practice strengthens the body. The breath is controlled in the meditative state, and in hatha yoga one learns breath control. In the meditation state, there is a powerful energy sometimes released, and in taking care of the physical body, the nervous system is naturally strengthened. And meditation is directing the mind to a calm state. In the Yoga Sutras, Patanjali says, Chitta Vritta Nirodha. And 
having a fit physical body and being able to sit comfortably aids in calming the mind and the emotions. So what are the detriments of the so-called mindfulness teachers or meditation teachers who do not understand not only the recognition of what they're doing, in a sense taking from the Hindu and the Buddhist traditions, but the step-by-step process of an ethical foundation, karma yoga, the devotional foundation, bhakti yoga, and strengthening the physical body. Well, without preparing the physical body for sitting long periods of time, this will have an obvious detrimental effect on the muscles and the joints. Any increase in energy during a meditation may have a detrimental effect on the nervous system, and this has been proved out. And an increase in energy one gains in the meditative state, if one does not have an ethical foundation, will be misused which is precisely what we see in today's spurious yoga teachers and mindfulness teachers. On the mental and emotional plane, if the mind is racing due to unethical conduct, which is very interesting from some of the comments we get when we simply state that real yoga is Hinduism and the mindfulness comes from the vipassana of Buddhism, the mind is racing due to unethical conduct, their attempts at meditation will be unsuccessful, causing feelings of guilt, anxiety, and ultimately a sense of failure. If the mind is temporarily quieted through some type of technique alone, subconscious thoughts may begin to flood the mind with the resultant feelings of confusion, guilt, and failure. To make the mind passive, not a good thing. One may leave oneself open to the intrusion of negative astral forces. If the ego is not softened, wow, prior to the meditative state, one may become a, quote, spiritual egotist, end quote, i.e., modern yoga, modern mindfulness teachers. It's all about picture, personality, and price tag, which is antithetical to what truly is yoga and mindfulness. Real yoga, Hindu dharma, mindfulness, Buddhism, is about people practicing principles, not the latest technique or latest studio or latest type of yoga with its picture, personality, and price tag. In summary, like most endeavors in life, the way to be successful is to progressively build on a solid foundation. Meditation, Raja Yoga, mindfulness, true mindfulness, is the successful result of a solid religious spiritual foundation, choosing one of the great religions of the world. These religions are defined by their ethics and their devotions. When meditation so-called, is divorced from religion, it becomes meaningless, actually. It really becomes more about the teacher, the personality. Though it is admirable to learn about the various religions, to never adhere to one is to really never reach the depths of meditation. This tendency of the elitist mindset to pull out selected, quote, meditation techniques, unquote, from a religion, without giving credence to that religion or to those who dedicate their entire lives to it, 
is unethical at best and counterproductive to the true state of a calm mind or meditation. True, we sometimes get lost in our, quote, religiousness, but irreligiousness and meditation don't mix. It's like oil and water. A teacher of meditation must therefore, at the very least, be a member of the religion in which they are presenting meditation and ideally one who has decades of commitment and study. So next time you see a yoga teacher, ask them, what do they do? Real yoga or unreal yoga? Next time you meet a mindfulness teacher, ask them, mindful of what? What?